So there are two things I wanna talk about uh, today before I get going. And this is, uh, <laughs> it's weird looking at people uh, now because I've been ignoring people and I've just been looking at the camera. So it's kind of strange to get back in there, take my training wheels back off. Um, but two things is, is one, one of the questions that a lot of people were asking as we were doing the drive-through communion stuff on, on Wednesday, or Friday and, and Saturday is when are we gonna open the church? Can I come to church on Sunday? Can I come to church on Sunday? And I was like, no, uh, you can't, not yet. Um, Wednesday, we're having a meeting uh, with our, our staff and some leaders and, and really kind of mapping out what, uh, what it's going to look like, how we open the church back up. I did have an idea that I didn't clear by anybody and it's just, it's kind of how I roll really uh, at the first service and I threw it out there. I was like, next Sunday is Mother's Day and it might be the best gift we could ever give to mothers is just to allow mothers to come to worship next Sunday. And so just a whole bunch of ladies up in here. And uh, let me tell you, because the ladies will bring it. They will bring it with some shouting because there ain't no children near them, right? And hallelujah. Um, and so, so that's what we're talking about. And you know, I, I was joking that there would be an audition um, for, for folks that, that uh, if, you, if you can sing and shout amen and, and give us hallelujahs and clapping and stuff like that, then you're more likely to get in than those of you people sitting like a dead lump on a log. Um, but uh, that's not what we're going to do. We don't know exactly how we're going to do it, uh, but we will do it as, as quickly um, as, as we can and efficiently as we can. So be listening for information about that. Hopefully on Thursday, we'll have kind of a, a role about what we're gonna do. Now, these things right here, Zach, here we go. Let's see if we can do it again. Zach's gonna zoom in right here on these cards. Um, and these are, you may remember these. This says, look at those fingernails. They're amazing. Who needs a maker? Um, says, it says a little something extra to show you that God loves you. And then on the backside, um, it says, and so do we. And it says standers09.org. It says our, our website on there. But what, what we want you to do is I want you to start using these again. All right, I, I, wanna, I know we talked about these, these in November and we, and we kind of rolled them out and, and people really were using them and it was great. And we just printed a whole mess more of these suckers. And the reason that we did is because I want to start using these again. I want to push them out to you all to take to different places where you're going because if there is ever a time in people's life that they need a little something extra to tell them that God loves them, it's right now. Right, I mean, we, we should be all over this and, and, send, and spreading these out and whatever that looks like, right? I mean, you can show someone, just give them a little something extra and, and show them God loves you in many, many different creative ways. Um, and, and so I, I wanna encourage you, if you want some of these, email uh, Melissa Benson's on, uh, online right now, just start throwing up some hands and say, hey, I want some and, and we'll figure out a way to get them to you. We're gonna have them at the, um, at the church office to deliver. Those of you folks in here, there's some at the back of the sanctuary, right next to the offertory plate. Can I get an amen, people? Um, just, you know, just like to let you know it's there. Um, just kidding. Um, so, uh, so these cards are back there and we would love for you to use them again, because I think these are so, so powerful and so fun to use. We are in, uh, in the third part of our series um, about joy. And what we've been doing over the, over the last few, what we've been doing, over the past few, I caught it. I was I watched myself there. Um, I was like, "Hey, Michael's leaving. Um, he's coming back." Um, over the past few Sundays, is we started this series on joy. And if you know anything about about me and how we kind of roll this church, our church is is joy, man. I, I mean, we we like to have fun. How many pastors have walked out onto stage wearing a panda hat? That's right. 
me. That's it. That is what you get, right? That is who we are. And, and I, I contemplated today actually coming out in a ponytail because um, my hair is almost there. I mean, if I got a little scrunchy up in here, I get out, it is business up front, party in the back. You know what I'm saying? Billy Ray Cyrus is your pastor right now. Can I get an achy breaky amen? And, and so we are like, that's kind of how I roll. And the reason is, is because this is fun. I mean, we get to talk about Jesus. We get to talk about life. We get, to, we get to hear what it means to have victory over death. And so joy is something that those of us who know Jesus should have at all times. But here's the deal is it, it's a choice, right? Joy, joy is a choice that we gotta make. And so there's, there's different choices that we need to make as we step into this life of joy. And the first one we talked about two weeks ago is you gotta choose to pray first. Pray first. Everything you do, the first choice should be, I gotta pray first. I gotta pray first before I say this thing to that person. I gotta pray first before I walk back into where my family is still, right? I gotta pray first before I decide to post that on social media. I gotta pray first before I decide to buy that pontoon boat. That was me. <laughs> that was, a lot of prayers have been going into this one. We still, God and I are struggling over that one. But you know, it, it's one of those things that you just, you lead with prayer, right? Prayer, you, you lead with this conversation and this relationship with God. Prayer doesn't bring God towards us, it brings us up towards God. And, and, and so we pray first. And then the second thing we do is we gotta die every day, right? We gotta make the choice to daily die to our old sinful nature and to put on that, that Christ-likeness. And, and last week I told y'all I, I, was, I was doing this, it, talking about my sinful nature. And, and what I go to is I go to sarcasm and, and I go to um, kind of an eorness. I go to kind of a negativity. I, I, I go to kind of a, just kind of a bummer to be around quite honestly, a lot of times. And so, and so last week I, I sometimes preach to just me and you all just get to hear it. And last week I was talking to myself. And, and so when, when I was waking up and I, and I was saying my prayers, I was saying my, I say the Lord's prayer before I get a, out of bed every day. And, and I, sometimes I say it correctly, sometimes I don't. Um, if you watch the nine o'clock service, you'll get that joke from last week um, when I messed up the Lord's prayer. But uh, so I say the Lord's prayer every day before I get out of bed. And then I started adding in, I was like, God, just let me die to myself today. God, let, let me push aside that sarcasm. Let me, let me push aside my negativity. Let me lead in joy. Let me just come on out. And so Tuesday morning, I get up, um, Gracie is the first one up in our house most every day. And, uh, and so she was up and, and I got up with her and, and we went down and I kind of got her settled in into her couch with her drink and some pictures and, and who knows. And, and I went into the kitchen and, and I started, I was like, you know what? It's Tuesday. You know what is a good thing on Tuesday? Bacon. Bacon is a good thing on Tuesday. Come on, everybody, let's get an amen for that one. Bacon and sausage. And I had both of them in there. I was like, let's do this. And so I start throwing some bacon on. I make some coffee and I'm drinking some coffee. And then I'm like, hey, Alexa. All right, so this, this got some of y'all last week uh, that she started playing some music. Um, and so, but I said, hey, Alexa, play gospel music. Cause I was feeling a little frunky. Right, I was like, cause usually we're like, hey Alexa, play some praise and worship. But yeah, I was like, hey Alexa, play some gospel. And it started just going, I was like, oh yeah. I was, up in, the, I was in the kitchen just grooving. I was drinking my coffee and, and Corbin and Jenna hadn't made theirself and Grace just keeps looking over at me, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm, it's Tuesday. There's bacon in the house all day long. Come on, that is joyful right there. And they're singing some of the songs that we always sing. 
right? They're doing some of the same stuff that we're doing, but they're doing it with a different vibe. They're going down different roads than we like to travel, right? And I was just feeling, I'm like, Jesus, oh, preach it. Oh, I'm starting going into my, I, I do an impersonation. I have a dear friend, his name's Michael as well. It's a, a pastor at a black church, man. And, and I do an impersonation of him. I'm not gonna do it right now. Some of you are with me. August, you were there when we did the Easter at that church, right? Where's August? She in the green room? All right. Um, so I know Jenna was, and she's like, stop doing that. And I, was, and I just got into it. And they were like, hallelujah, amen. I started doing that. And Corbin's looking at me going, what are you doing? We're choosing joy up in here, everybody. You know, I mean, cause that is, it's one of those things where you put aside that stuff, you step in to this joy filled life because we know what the rest of the world doesn't is that we have power over darkness. Right, we have power over the situations that we live in. We can choose the life-changing joy. And so that's, that's the third choice that we gotta make is this life-changing choice. We gotta make this choice to, to walk in ways that Jesus Christ has laid out for us. In John chapter 10, he, he, Jesus says this, the thief has come to still kill and destroy, right? But I've come to give you life in all its fullness. And the word thief there is, is an interesting word because when we say thief, we think, and we think the enemy, all this stuff, he'll gonna come out announcing himself, right? He's gonna wear a t-shirt that says thief across the front. Hello, I'm here to steal from you. But that's not really the translation. The translation more is like pickpocket, right? It's more of a thief who kind of sneaks up on you and just starts taking stuff, starts taking stuff from you. And starts, before you even know it, he's taking a whole lot of stuff from you. And the way that the thief does this is he takes your eyes off of where you should be and he turns you to something else. He says, well, like Miss Natalie was saying earlier, like, oh, if I just had this, I would be happy. He's like, okay, I'm gonna give you that, watch this. And it's gonna be gone. I'm gonna give you that brief moment of happiness and joy, but then it's gonna be gone. Yeah, you want that? Good, I'll give you that. Let's just have this little moment and then I'm gonna take it away, right? And just like that little by little, that thief gets in there and Jesus is like, man, that's not the kind of joy that we're talking about. That's not the kind of fullness of life. Jesus said, I came to bring life in all its fullness. And so we come to Jesus with this, this choice that we can make. It's the choice to follow Jesus. The, the writer of Hebrews said this, he goes, look, look at Jesus in the cross. The cross was not a happy place, right? It, there is nothing good about the cross, but Jesus went to the cross anticipating the joy that was following. Right, so we look to the cross knowing the joy that comes after the cross. Because when we have that hope, when we have that truth and that promise, man, we stand as, well, Isaiah has a good way to say it. The book of Isaiah chapter nine, he says, he says this, says the people watching, walking in darkness have seen a great light. Now what you need to know about Isaiah is, Isaiah was kind of a bummer um, in most of his writings. Isaiah is a long book really kind of broken down into three different sections. But so, so Isaiah is, yeah, there's some messianic prophecies in there, which are good and point and give you hope. But for the most part, Israel is not doing well when Isaiah is on the scene. Israel is time and time, like, so you had a bad day, right? And then another bad day and another bad day. Things just don't seem to get better. Does anybody have this feeling right now? Like you're living in a lifelong, every week is the same, every day is the same, and you just can't get away from the darkness that exists in your house. Can I get an amen from people, right? 
And let, and let me tell you, that one of the things when the people who came by to, to drive through to get their communion elements in the last couple of days, I, I'll say there was people from both services, but the thing that I was really, that struck me yesterday and it didn't strike me last month was, was the folks mainly from the nine o'clock service that would come through and, and we'd ask everybody, we'd say, hey, how you doing? How, how many cups do you need? And, and there, were, there were quite a few people that came through and, and they said, well, I just need one. And that just broke my heart. I just, I, oh man, I, I love those people. And it was mostly women. I just love those ladies. And, and I know they have such strong faith in, in their life and, and they're coming through and, and, and they're getting that communion and they worshiped with us at nine o'clock. There's a couple at 11, but, but they, were, they were by themselves and my heart just broke for them. And, and I can't imagine the darkness that they have felt over these past many, many, many weeks, right? Just being isolated and alone. But you know, on the flip side of that, some of us have been with people way too long and we're like, I can't get away from you. Please, sweet Jesus, take them somewhere. Like, I mean, I don't care where they go, but just get out of here, right? And so there's another darkness, like we've all been experiencing and walking in this darkness. And Isaiah goes, man, for those of you who are walking in this darkness, but then he takes it, he takes it to the next step. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, you, you've seen a great light on, on those living in the land of deep darkness, right? Like we've gone from dark. I was okay for a few weeks and I went from darkness and now we're diving into deep darkness, right? And he says to deep darkness, a light has dawned. A light has dawned, he says. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. Rejoice before you as a people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. See what Isaiah says is like, man, you've been walking in this darkness for a long time, but a light has dawned. There is hope here and now. And so what you need to do is step into a life, even though it's like the circumstances are still kind of darkness because it ain't full rise sun yet. He said, it's the dawn, but it's a coming. It's coming. And so what we should do, we should be people who rejoice. Rejoice as the harvest comes in. Rejoice as the warrior comes out of battle, having won the victory. You ever seen a, uh, like a movie where the, there, there's a big battle and then the people who win the battle come back into their village or their town or whatever like that? You ever seen what I'm talking about? You know how they come in, you know, the, their victory parade? They're like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had a, it was a tough fight, but hung in there. Went the whole distance, stayed the course, got her done, right? That's not how they come in, never. They come in like, woo, we're the champions, we won. Look at all the plunder and booty that we have, right? I mean, they come in just like, yeah. You never, because they won the victory. They just went through something horrendous and they came out on the other side victorious. And so they're rejoicing. And Isaiah says, this is how we are to be. We are to be people who walk out like we just won the biggest victory in the biggest battle ever. And can I tell you, some of these days have felt like a battle, but we have a victory in this, right? We have the victory because he won the victory for us. And so we are to walk through these times as warriors claiming the victory, walking around with our big old trophies going, yes! Not quiet, polite people sitting in a congregation. Come on now, y'all gonna get kicked out and not invited back. Right, we need to have these moments where we just step into this knowing that the light has come, 
that hope is here. And if you have that in your life, if you know yourself to be a son or a daughter of the most high God, then you have a joy that exists inside of you. And that's the thing is the joy comes from the inside out and it's not based on your circumstances. See, the joy, it comes, it starts right in here. It comes right in here in that knowledge, that Holy Spirit that just dwells up inside of you. And it comes and it doesn't matter what's going on around you because your joy is not based upon circumstances. See, so many of us right now, you look at the circumstances of the world, you turn on the television and you see all the bad news that's coming and all the naysayers and all the models that are saying, and not the pretty kind, the stupid nerdy kind that are saying, oh, this is gonna be horrible, this is gonna be horrible, this is gonna be horrible, right? And all those different things and you look and you're like, man, where's the joy in this? This is a horrible man, I don't wanna listen to this. And then you start thinking, okay, I, I heard, and this is on a, you know, on a hearsay basis, that H-E-B is gonna be without meat for five to six months. What? Like, I mean, no, like we should, this is not good, right? I mean, pastor needs his steak is what I'm trying to say. Can a brother get a meatloaf up in here, right? I mean, we have got, that is not good news. That is like scary stuff. And, and you hear these different things and circumstances. And, 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 and then I've been reading these reports that, that millions of people are going to die because of the famine that is following our shutdown. Because people aren't giving to these organizations, because farmers have stopped, because production has stopped, all of these different things. And they're saying that these people who are in those areas are projecting this. Now we know what I think about models, right? And they aren't really what they're cracked up to be, but that's not a good thing to hear. That's the circumstance of our world and our society and our, that we live in that's just like, how can you find joy in moments like that? Because the joy comes from the inside. The joy comes from knowing Jesus. The joy comes from having that victory and walking forward in this going, none of those circumstances have hold on me. I walk in a deep darkness, but a light has dawned. And so I choose joy. I choose to walk in joy. It comes from the inside. It's not based on our circumstances. And and joy is meant to be, this life-changing joy that we choose is meant to be done with others. Oh, so y'all think you're funny now, huh? Y'all the funny ones. Man, I kept pulling on it, but I kept adjusting. Hold on. All right, can we edit that? Can rewind for a little bit, Zach. It's live television, everybody. <laughs> um, so life-changing joy is meant to be shared with others. It's, it's, it's meant to, like we were, we, were des, we were designed to be people who gather together, right? We weren't designed to be individuals. We weren't designed to be people who are just, well, there's one person here, one person here. We were designed to go, Jesus sends up people together, right? We were designed to be together. And what this has done is it has created such isolation and separation and individualism. It makes people look at one another in bad ways and not, not be this kind of community. See, joy is, man, joy comes when you gather together with other folks. Last night, Jen and I had um, the greatest night we've had in a long time. You know why? Date night, baby, come on, we went back out to dinner. Yeah, let's get a hallelujah for that. Restaurants are open, praise God, right? And so, and not just for takeout, carryout, man, it's to go in and sit down 
And so we, when we heard this news, Jenna got on the phone like, I don't know, as soon as Governor Abbott said, um, are there any questions? She's like, yes, are you accepting reservations? Um, essentially, she's calling all these restaurants and they're like, yeah, no, we're not opening till this day. Okay, click immediately, just like click, don't care about you now. You're dead to me, call the next one, call the next one. I'm like calling all over the place, like Taco Bell, can we come sit in a booth in Taco Bell? I don't care, um, you know, whatever it is. And, and so we finally found a, a place that was open and it was Sorrento's. Um, and, and she called and she's like, hey, are y'all open? They're like, yep, we're, we're gonna be open, um, but you need a reservation. That's why we're calling. She goes, okay, we have three seatings at four o'clock. We're not 90. Um, so like, is anyone coming to that one, really? Um, at five o'clock and at, and at seven, uh, or at 5.30 and at seven. And we're like, we're in, we're, we're at 5.30, man, we will be there. And so we, we left the kids at home and, and said, Corbin, I don't know, find something. Like, Lord, like feed your sister, feed yourself. I don't care what you do, just leave, we're gone. We're leaving. Um, and so Corbin, had a, he had a frozen pizza that uh, he cooked for himself. I have no idea what, if, if Grace even ate, really. Um, but it was just, we went and it was so, oh man, it was great. Like we got, we got dressed up, right? You ever put mascara on for the first time in a month? You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and so we get, not me, you know. Maybe I did, I have beautiful eyelashes. And, and so we gather, to, we, we get up and we go and, and we get to the Sorrento's parking lot and we park and, and the lady comes out and she goes, do you have a reservation? We're like, yes, we do. She goes, are you the Crockett's? Yes, we are. Like, I don't care. I was like, I love you. Yes, we are. And she goes, oh, I'm so, it's the Crockers, right? Don't care as long as you're gonna sit us down. And so we walk in and, and we sit down and, and there's, there's other couples there because we were late to our sitting. Um, and so there's other people there and it's like you look at them and you make eye contact with them and there's this like, yes, we're the Marines. We're going in where no one else will go right now. Like we are there together. There was this, there was this camaraderie and this spirit of like, those are my people. I don't know who these people are and I will never see them again. Um, but I was like, yes. Lasagna for everyone, right? I mean, it was just like, everybody, you get a lasagna, you get a lasagna. And it was so, and the, and the waitress came over and, and she, she serves us all the time we go in there and, and she had her mask on. She goes, guess who? And I'm like, I wanna hug you so bad right now. Um, and, and it was just together. It's, it's just an amazing thing. Last week I heard there's, a, there's some watch parties going on, some church watch parties uh, going on. And one's happening out at Lake Placid and I hope y'all are watching today. I forgot to ask if you were, but there was 30 people at Lake Placid um, watching church last Sunday. Come on, everybody, church is better together, right? Now they may have had Bloody Marys and other stuff going on, but that's neither here nor there. Church is better together. We were meant, joy comes when you gather together with other folks. Small groups are so important for this. Man, it's so important to get connected with a group of people who you walk through life with and, and have joy with together, it, we, this life-changing choice, we gotta do it together. We gotta do it together, right? And then the, and then the last thing I want you to know is, is this choice wins. When you choose joy, this life-changing choice to walk into this, this place of joy with Jesus Christ, as we look to the cross and see the joy beyond it, man, it will conquer anything. That joy wins. It, it, it is, if you don't know, if you don't, this is why I get so fired up when I preach and so fired up when people are in here, man, because this is good news that you don't have to be trapped by the darkness of the world. You, it doesn't mean you won't experience it. 
It just means that you can have joy through it. It means that you walk out with the ultimate and final victory. And this table behind us, and I talked about this party in the front or business in the front, party in the back, the party's right back here. It's this table. It is this table where we come and we receive the gift of life that Jesus Christ offers us through his death, his resurrection. It is the ultimate gift. Jesus, when he was sitting with his disciples, he, he took the bread and he broke it and he blessed God and he said, take this, eat, this is my body which is given for you. And after supper was over, he took the cup and he raised it to heaven and he said, this is my blood which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. And so we come this morning, we choose joy. We, we, we choose, we make this life changing choice. In fact, maybe, maybe I say it this way, we take the joy challenge. All right, I'm gonna challenge you at the early part of this deal, we had that COVID-19 day challenge and I challenge you to lean into the spirit of God and, and to do these devotions and, and to listen to worship music only and to share meals together and, and different stuff like that. But I don't even know why I'm looking at this, I'm not reading it. Um, and, and so what I want you to do is I, I, want you to, I want you to take the joy challenge, okay? And it begins right here with this. It begins with this, this communion that we take. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to, I want you to lean into who God has made you to be, but do so in a way that expresses joy for the victory that he's given you. See, I, I want you to understand that as you take this body and blood of Christ, he, he fills you with the power and a spirit. He washes you, he redeems you, he claims you as his own. And so regardless of what happens in this world, regardless of what happens in your day, you win, you're a winner. Man, it's good to be a winner, isn't it? Bunch of losers up in here right now. It's good to be a winner, isn't it? Come on now, right? We, we need to experience that kind of life because when we begin to live our life as winners, showing people that we have the blood of Christ inside of us, that we have this joy, guess what? They get to see it too. And they get to know it. And maybe they get to live in it. So I, I don't know where you are on your journey right now. I, I don't know what, how you roll in this world with Jesus. But right now, as we take this, and those of you who got the cups, we're gonna, we're just gonna peel back that top layer right there, that thin little plastic layer, and you take the wafer. So take this is the body of Christ given for you. And after we consume that, we take this cup and And then we raise it to heaven and we bless God and you say, this is the blood of Christ poured out for your sins. And we drink this in remembrance of him. And so Father, Father, we come to you this morning and oh God, man, I want people to know this joy. I want people to know that joy that says, it doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter my circumstances. It doesn't matter how long I'm locked together with people that I used to love. It doesn't matter what is going on because I have the joy of Jesus down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I got the joy of Jesus, joy of Jesus down in my heart. 
There you go. This is a challenge that I'm throwing down. Man, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't know what it feels like to overcome the world, if you don't know what it feels like to, to, to say, my relationships are protected, my life is protected. I walk into battle every day. You walk into battle every day, but we walk out as warriors having conquered. If you're in the room right now, stand up. Wherever you are, get up. If you're at Lake Placid on your watch party or wherever you are around our community, stand up. Because th this song, and I asked him to do this song last because this song is my jam right now. I love this song. It's my dad's favorite song right now too. So Don, this is for you. And, 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 and what I want you to do is I want you to lean into this song like, he, like you're by yourself worshiping in your bathroom. I want you to lean into this song like you know what it means to go into battle and could come out victorious. I want you to lean into this song like you know you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Any sons and daughters up in here right now? I want you to lean into this song so that your neighbors and your relatives and the people all around you going, what is going on in that house? They're having way too much fun. It must be Jesus. It must be Jesus, right? Father, we thank you and praise you for this life that you give us. We thank you so much that you are God, that you walked into the battle of this world, that you walked into the darkness, man. You walked into the deep darkness, but you didn't leave us there. You brought the light. And with the light comes the life that feeds all of us. Father, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' holy name. And the church said. Amen.